Welcome to Boundless Love Podcast. Here it's all about next level approach to love, leadership, and intimacy. I am your host, Sofia Sundari. Welcome, beautiful humans, to this moment of your life. <laughs> Welcome to this moment of my life, and I'm so honored that you're choosing to spend this moment with me. This month, I am celebrating the 10th anniversary of me being a mentor, a guide, a teacher, a leader, specifically dealing with others, holding others, moving together with others. So I have shared a lot in my stories here on Instagram. I have shared this whole journey of the last 10 years. I haven't yet completed. I just left the last, the juiciest bit for today. I will share more, but also I want to actually speak into some of the things and really share with you some of the most precious parts of this path. And I am so happy that so many of you are celebrating together with me. I am so grateful for you either just witnessing me and plugging into my field every now and again over the last years or months or days, whenever you found me. And I am so grateful for those who also know me personally, who really have chosen me as their mentor, as their guide. Like this trust is so meaningful to me. And I know that it's together that we make a difference. It's together that we soar. It's together that we rise. It's together that we... Nothing is impossible for us. It's together that we discover that there's no limit to us. So I want to share a really important part of my journey that has created this incredible pivot on the path. So for the first Many years, even once I've chosen my path, even once I've really stepped two feet in to this river of Dharma, I, for the first quite a while, much of my journey, if not most of it, was about purifying the old and really burning the old karma and really washing, getting washed by light so that I really may become prepared to hold the power that is available for me in this incarnation. So I, looking back at my journey, I see that there was so much struggle, so many challenges, so many walls that I had to climb, and so many times I fell. So many times I could not bear the intensity of power. I could not bear the intensity of what was coming to me. I was just not ready. And then falling under the intensity of life. And then just kind of finding myself in those moments of was like on the tiles in my kitchen or in the bathroom or somewhere in nature, just feeling like, oh my God, like I cannot do this anymore. Like I just... Can I just be normal? <laughs> like that was my request so many times in my life. And I was just saying, can I just be normal? <laughs> can I just have a normal, settled life? And in fact, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. I know that the moment you see 
the possibility of this human existence, the moment you see the potential of what is available to us as humans, you cannot unsee it. There is no turning back. There are no U-turns. It's like when you choose this, this one-way road and you have nowhere to go. <laughs> you just know like, oh, excuse me, can I just take a turn? Or can I just like wait until the traffic line and just make a U-turn? Like, you know, just swiftly. <laughs> no, you cannot. That's the truth of that. So you cannot unsee truth. You cannot unsee the real beauty. You cannot unsee the light of consciousness. If you see that, there's no way back. And so that was what happened to me. That, you know, many of you asked about the purpose. How do you find your purpose? You know, I had no idea that I had to find my purpose. I was not even trying to. If someone would have asked me, what is your purpose? I would be like, ooh, what do I even say here? What is there about purpose? And so many people are invested in this find, trying to find, okay, but what am I here to give? But, but how am I here to serve? Because we find that desire to serve. The moment we connect with the soul, this is the real thing. That the moment you connect with the soul, the moment you get in contact with your soul, you cannot help. You want to serve. Like, you want to do good. You want to be a good person. You want to support. You want to give your heart. Like, that's the reality of it. That's the nature of the soul. And that's also, for people who feel completely disconnected from the soul, that's a way to cultivate it also. To just connect with that goodness in the heart that wants to serve. That wants to do good. And sometimes people can go around and this being so obsessed with that thought of, like, okay, how? Okay. I want to serve, but how, 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 how? Tell me how, what is my purpose? But what is really my way to do it? And this is where I find that we discover a lot of distraction because this is not the right place to focus on. If we really, really take this very seriously and focus so profoundly on that, we inevitably get so, so confused in the mind, so lost in the thoughts that we just confuse ourselves more and more and more. So not recommended. And I've never done that really in my life. I never really focused on finding my purpose or even building a company or building a business that is in service to love, that is in service to others. It never, never occurred to me. It's only in the hindsight, like now looking back at what I've been doing, now I can say that all my life, all I've been doing is I've been serving love. And even if it, it sometimes looks like I am really serving others and I am really helping others and I'm guiding others, it's actually never been about helping others. And that may be really shocking to some because it seems like I am here, I'm showing up, it seems like I'm doing it for others. But in fact, it would have never been as powerful and as far and wide reaching as it is if it was only about others. First and foremost, it is about something so much greater that holds this whole context for me, that truly moves me, that truly moves my heart, and that is love. And once I tasted love, just tasted, just a little sip, for the first time, I knew that's it. That's the one-way road. That's it. And then I realized that actually the best use of my life is just serve that 
that just that sip that I had, that was enough for me to know that there's no better use of my life than to serve that. Because this is so magnificent. This is what moves me. This is what spreads the stars over the sky. This is what breathes through me. This is what moves my heart. This is what makes me even me. Like this is what makes everything possible. This is love. And that was not just a thought. It was a direct experience. It was a taste, a little, little taste of that. Back in 2010. And then over the years... Through grace, and only through grace, I've been tasting more and more and more and more. And sometimes love doesn't taste like honey. Sometimes love tastes like like pain. Sometimes love tastes like agony and desperation. Sometimes love looks like me bailing my eyes out on the tiles of my kitchen floor. Sometimes that's what loves, love does to us. And I know in my journey that these times of collapse, I was calling it Sundari collapsed. <laughs> like I felt I collapsed and there was no, nothing to hold on to. Anything I believed in, anything that gave me some kind of sense of stability in my personal life, be it my job or my home or my relationship, all of that was crumbling in my life. And at some point, it crumbled so intensely that I could not even find myself. Like everything I identified with, that, okay, that's the kind of person I am, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, this is how I like to be. Even that crumbled at some point, and more than once. And that felt like sheer darkness. That felt like, what else? What, what else is there? It's just dark here. There's nothing else for me. Maybe that's the end of my life. I even had thoughts like that, that, okay, maybe that's really it for me. And somehow, time and time again, I was finding myself, I knew, I was rising. I knew, and I knew, and I knew. And, and that's love also. And love is not all sweet. And yet love is the only truth. And everything that takes place in our life, if we learn to recognize love underneath that, if we learn to, to just soften the grip of the identity and surrender a little, then we accept the miracle that really is this life. And the only purpose really there is, is love for anyone. So if you've been looking for your purpose here, <laughs> take it. Your purpose is love. And there's nothing to search, actually. It is not about searching. It is not about finding a way. It's actually about embodying that. And that's what my journey has really been about. It's been about finding deeper embodiment of this love that touched me to my core. Find greater alignment, to find greater authenticity. That's what it is about. You find that within yourself. And then what you do out of here is secondary. But whatever you do from this place is going to be a masterpiece. Because then it really becomes a work of love, not the work of the ego 
who is preoccupied. Okay, what do I do now? How do I make money now? How now? Actually, now. Actually, actually, yesterday. Yeah, that's just the product of the mind. That's just the busyness, the the, the agitation of the mind. But what does love want? So. I've been sharing about my journey up until the year 2020. So the year 2020 was a year when things changed and my life and my leadership took on a really different flavor after that. And a flavor which is much lighter, actually, which is much more spacious and much more, much more true to my essence, I have to say. But... All the work that I've done until then, which was was a lot of turmoil and a lot of dark nights of the soul and a lot of challenges and a lot of learnings that I went through, I'm so grateful for every one of those. Like I have zero regrets about anything because all of that prepared me by what was actually coming my way and what was coming. It's so fascinating. I still cannot wrap my mind around it. It is so fascinating. It's bigger than my mind. And I know I'm just beginning. (laughs) That's the best part because it's just the start. I think I'm just on the tip of the iceberg of what my life is really all about. So 2020, we are coming back from Egypt. And Egypt is is a very, very special place for my spiritual lineage. It is a very powerful place for me to be in and also a very powerful place for all the people that I tend to bring with myself there. So every journey I've run in in Egypt was full of transformation, was full of beauty and full of everything. So here we are coming back from Egypt and then (laughs) out of all things that can happen when you come out of a transformational retreat, the world shuts down. <laughs> Can it be like more perfect than that? <laughs> the world shuts down and the whole corona story begins. Literally the next day. Like if I were to, to fly the day after, I, it would have been hard for me. Like I would have been in a challenging situation. So because the flights just basically stopped. So we are coming back. It's March 2020. I'm coming back with my friend. She decided to come with me to Europe. So we are coming back to my house and we are there. And we were like, so the world is is out. <laughs> we were not even allowed to go for walks, but we were still doing that, going for walks in the forest that, that was that's around that house that I used to live in. And we were walking and I was brainstorming a lot with her. And I was speaking a lot about the school that I used to run at the time, the priestess school, which became quite famous and very successful and just kept growing and growing. But I had an inner conflict about that school. And I kept brainstorming with my friend about the school. And I was like, okay, what do I do? How do I run with it? How do I go? What's the next step? What's what's the purpose now of this school? What's the purpose of me creating it? What's like, you know, like getting into the mind, basically. And all I could sense was that there is a block there, there is a block, like something is not flowing. And so then that year, so just like life decided that for all of us or for many of us, that that year was, especially for those who like much of my work was still 
most of my work was about the in-person meetings, in-person retreats. So the world basically decided that this is enough of in-person stuff. And it was really good for me because I was in that confused space and it was really good for me to kind of go into that semi-sabbatical. So I was hardly working. And then also that same year, my beloved Oliver moved in with me and we had beautiful time, very healing, deeply nourishing in our bubble. Like that's where we were spending so much time. And it was just such a gift. Like the moment when he could travel to be with me, he traveled and, and we just stayed. And I was hardly working. I was hardly online. I was not doing a lot. My business was still running and uh, that was like a half sabbatical state for me. And then that year on my birthday in July, I sat and really tuned in into like, okay, what's coming up for me? What's this new year of my life about? And I just asked, and there's a power in just asking. There's a real tremendous power in making ourselves vulnerable enough, transparent enough in order to turn up and ask. And who you ask doesn't really matter. <laughs> you just ask. <laughs> you ask, and when the moment you voice your ask, your request, something hears it. Yeah, you express it into the field. And so that's what I did. I asked, and I said, I want to experience the fullness of this human incarnation. I want to really like choose to be human. Because until then, it was like a little battle internally that was like, okay, part of me, like incarnate, obviously I'm in a body, so obviously part of me like came here. But there was like a big part of me that was like, you know, the moment I can escape, like I'm out, like in a second, like I, I'm just gone. Like the moment it's possible to just stop this whole like, you know, human stuff, uh, like bye-bye. <laughs> And that also was reflected that I was uh, living mostly on islands. I was traveling all the time. All my belongings would fit in a, just one suitcase. I didn't really maintain prolonged relationship. Like I had lots and lots of people that knew me, that I was in some kind of form of relationship with, but everyone was spread all over the planet. So there was like this sense of like, I was scared to settle. I was scared to put down roots. And so here... I am on my birthday, 2020, and I'm like, okay, I, I'm choosing this now. I choose to land here now. And I didn't know what that implied. I had no idea. I thought it would mean that I would just feel like more at ease with life. And I felt like I would feel more at ease with like settling and like anchoring here as a woman. But I didn't know. And I believe that that request started off a whole new trajectory for me because already like in 2020 like in autumn I ran priestess school events again but they were the final ones I said okay these are actually the final ones um, people have signed up long before so I'll honor that and I run the final ones which were really beautiful by the way and uh, quite a few people who were there they're they are still in my world and we are very very connected super grateful for that so that happened and then also there was another retreat in Portugal yeah, fire of love with both men and women and I was in an internal process of like 
settling, settling and settling and settling. And then 2021 came and what 2021 brought to me was a complete redefining of this incarnation, was a complete redefining of the reason of me being here alive in this life. And what started happening was deepening in the alignment, deepening in the embodiment, deepening in the connection, connection to myself, connection to people around me, connection to what is important to me, connection moment by moment. And through that embodiment, I started to just land, land new parts of me, land parts of me that needed to shine in a new way, that needed to be expressed in a new way. And my whole business changed. The whole business model has changed. Before that, it was mostly like the business model was all around the, those in-person retreats. And I was running four, sometimes up to seven in a year, which are very energetically demanding, obviously. Yeah, it's like I'm there fully in full capacity all day long with my people. And I love this so much. And we have returned to ecstasy now, a retreat coming up in just about 10 days or so. And we have a gorgeous group of people coming together and it's in a gorgeous place. And I am so, so lit up by that because there we cultivate tremendous connection. We are so close. And yet at that time, that was like, basically, like it was very energetically demanding for me to be present with the groups and show up and show up and show up. And so in 2021, because of how life was moving, I shifted my business model and oriented it much more towards online work and Live, yeah, live, and then I'm recording the live events, and then they're also repurposed and then sold afterwards as self paced study programs and so on. So the whole business model has changed. I added many more high ticket offers. I started working privately, one on one with people in prolonged long term containers, not one on one sessions, because I used to be giving just one off private sessions. But then I realized that this new level of depth inside of me has been requiring a new level of depth in my connections, in my interactions. And the clients that I work with, like we spend so much time together. We like so much of, like even if we talk once a week or something, there's so much of my energy is with this person. And so I decided, I realized that I need a stronger commitment from my people. And so that also impacted the business and how the business is run. And so all of that has shifted and then brought in a completely unexpected result in my business, which I couldn't have expected actually. I didn't even, I never even thought about it because it took me years and years and years to even call what I did a business. <laughs> I was, you know, teaching my first class in 2012. Then in 2015, I understood that actually it does not serve me to avoid the business part of it. And I was like, okay, let's make it a business because then, you know, it can be a sustainable thing and I can hire people and I can give a better experience actually to my clients and uh, 
be in a better space myself without stress, without nervousness. So, okay, we call it a business. Let's organize it as a business and so on. And still, I'd never thought that it has to be like a big business. I thought, like, okay, it's, you know, it's a business and, you know, it's just, it provides a good level of life to me. It pays the salaries of my team and it's okay, it's enough. But after that pivot in 2020, I realized that the business is actually a conduit for the soul. Because business is something that is so anchored on this human plane. Business is something that is so material. It is something that is so dense in the densest denseness of reality. So when we infuse that with the soul, that like everything is intrinsically infused by spirit, but when we do that actively, when we really remember that the essence of business is spiritual also, and when we choose to play this in this business full out, not just like, oh, okay, you know, just it's good enough to be sustaining, sustained. But if we go like, no, what's the most that can happen here? And what's the most that can happen is that this business becomes so big that it touches so many people and that it really makes a change on this planet, not just in certain circles and certain families, but really making a big impact on the whole globe. And then people who are directly impacted by my work, not only they go and they, you know, just being themselves, they change reality, but also they are impacted in a way that it also impacts their leadership and their environments in which they show up in their professional space and where they touch many people. So we can touch millions of people like that together. And then, yes, we want to, it was the pur purpose of business is to generate revenue. And when we generate revenue, we make an impact of, on global economy. And when a conscious business, a business that's all based on serving love on this planet, when a business like that generates massive revenues and makes that kind of imprint on the global economy, this makes another huge impact on the global consciousness. And then when I, as an owner of this business, allow myself to really thrive, like really thrive, like full out thrive, like beyond my wildest dreams thrive, then what I'm doing in that moment is that I'm modeling what is possible for each of us. And I know that that's what we want in our hearts. We want to have businesses. We want to have lives that are supporting the beauty of this humankind, that are supportive of the evolution of the humankind. We want our loved ones to feel happy and at ease and in abundance. And this is where it has to start. It has to start with ourselves, that we have to thrive. We have to find that abundance, that overflow, that is that complete freedom on all levels. And these levels include our personal level, who we are in this body, 
How do we relate with our sexuality, with our sensuality? How do we show up in our relationships, in our intimate relationships? How do we show up in our friendships? How do we show up in our relationships with our parents? How do we, how do we deal with money? How do we deal with the density that is money if it's not infused by spirit? So all of that is a part of the incarnation. All of these different, different areas and the well-being and the finances and the relationships and the hobbies and our relationships with children and with family and with partners and love life. And all of that is a part of the incarnation. So we can lean into each of these areas. And when I do it as a leader, first of all, I lead myself. That's number one in leadership for me. Like that's how I see leadership, that it's about leading myself. How do I lead myself through difficulties? How do I lead myself through more happiness that I can actually handle? How do I hold myself in that? Who do I become as I overcome the deepest dark moments? Who do I become as I'm overcoming some self-sabotaging behaviors? Who am I becoming in this process? This is what is so meaningful and so fascinating. And as I am leading myself, I am also leading others because I am seen and I've, that's part of my dharma to be visible. And that's definitely not very comfortable to so many parts of me to be so visible, to be so seen. And at the same time, my dharma is so much bigger than me and so much bigger than my preferences. And dharma requires surrender, 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 surrender. And this surrender has nothing to do with just like, oh, well, I surrender and someone else leads me. The surrender I'm talking about is a different game. This surrender is surrender of the limited identity. This surrender is surrender of everything we believe ourselves to be. And in that surrender, we learn to listen to the soul. We learn to trust the spirit and just don't resist. The moment there is void, the moment there is this sense of like, oh, okay, what's coming next? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Then this is where we tend to betray ourselves. This is where we tend to just escape the depth of what is really taking place. And it's only through surrender that life reveals herself, that dharma reveals, that the purpose that so many are asking, what's the purpose? What's the purpose? It reveals itself through surrender. When we stop trying to find it, when we stop trying to make sense of it, this is when you get to know the next step and then the next step and then the next step. So to the, all those of you who have asked me, how did you know what is your purpose? I did not. I did not. And I couldn't care less about that because all I cared was one step, and one step, and one step, and one step. And then now I have a brand that is recognized all over the planet. Wherever I go, typically there are people who know me. And these people are so special because I know that if they can speak my language, 
and they are like telling me, oh my God, you've been such an inspiration. You've touched me so much. You've helped me when I was in the darkness. I know these are not just people. These are soul family. And that lights me up and that warms my heart like nothing else because I know we are together. We are in this together. We are doing this together. And it's not about individual success. It's that never has been. Whenever I succeed, you succeed. If you choose to be in this boat, whenever you succeed, I succeed. Because really, if our hearts are beating for truth, if we are here fascinated in love with love, devoted to love, we are in the same boat. So I want to also talk to you about an event that I created to celebrate this incarnation and to invite also an incarnation in you, in those of you who receive this, who recognize yourself in this, who want to also to, who want to remember your life as a conduit for love, who want to remember that your business is also a conduit for love and a very powerful one. And how can you show up as a business owner, as a leader who really, really chooses to play big, who has enough of hiding behind the preferences of the limited identity because those are strong. Those can be very strong, the preferences of the outlived identity. For those of you who want to find a real depth and meaning in every day, I want to invite you to incarnate. I want to invite you to incarnate, really. So I'll speak about the event that I have coming up. It's called Incarnation. It's a masterclass. If you want to have a deep dive and a very mystical dive uh, over four days next week, we start on Monday. It runs from Monday through Thursday. And each day we are unpacking the mysticism that is so, so easily recognizable in the depth of our bones. That's the kind of mysticism I want to be talking about. It's not about some kind of spaced out fluff, a spiritual fluff kind of mysticism where it's like, oh yeah, we're all one. Yeah, it's all love and light anyway. I want to talk about this mysticism that is here for those who want to do things, not just sit in your sofa and dream. I want to talk to those in this masterclass, those who want to do something magnificent with your life. I invite you to Incarnation Masterclass. So there, we are going to be looking at very specific ways. How do we navigate the stress and overwhelm? Because those of us who are very sensitive, those of us who really maintain that refinement of the soul, I mean, you are here, like, you know, otherwise you wouldn't be even around in my field if, you, if those words would be foreign to me. For those of us who really, like, remember the taste of purity of the soul, life can be completely overwhelming. Life can be, like, it might feel like, oh my God, like, 
you know, one thing happened and, you know, I just want to take a break and then another day another thing happens and, and I don't know, I don't know how to be with all of this and I'm getting so stressed and I'm so fed up with just so, so many things are coming at me and everything is falling at the same time and I don't know how to maintain this and, and challenges and difficulties and people are expecting this and that. And so all of that can be very overwhelming. Yeah, and then not knowing, okay, why is this happening like this in my relationship? Why I cannot find the right language to talk to my friends? Why I cannot explain to my parents how I'm living my life? Why I cannot find the right relationship? Why I cannot cannot find the right business? Why I hate promoting myself? And I, you know, I like to do business, but I hate promoting myself and I hate everything that has to do with business. So all of that, all of that is part of this density. And I'm telling you, I know firsthand how challenging this might be and how even when I started running a business for how long I've been like, no, I don't want to know anything about business. I don't want to know anything about numbers. I, It's not about numbers for me, you know. It's like I was saying, it's not about money. It's not about money. It's not about money. And the only time when it really becomes about not about money is when you have so much money, it's really not about money. <laughs> That's the only time. Until then, it's all about money. And we better own that, actually. So that's Embodied Wealth program, by the way. That's where we are working on it. But here, in Incarnation Masterclass, I want to invite you in. In, not out. Enough going out. You've been escaping your whole life, maybe. I want us to go in because that was the choice I made for myself. And that's what changed everything for me, to go in. Because that's where you find power in it. And I'll teach you how. Incarnation Masterclass. Then we are also going to really look at what does like choosing to have a personality entail? What does being a person really entail? And the biggest potential of that. Really the highest potential of being a human. I will look at at that together with you. It will be very powerful, very mind-bending and really expanding the possibilities that you currently see for yourself. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for us, to keep bending the mind, to keep opening that field of, oh my God, can this really happen? So that will be the vibe and you will love it. I'm telling you, because I love this. I love to think like this. I love to think of the most incredible, wild things and uh, try them on. So that's what we're going to do. And that will be on day two. And on day three, we will go home. (laughs) Home into the transcendence. And you will get to understand how this whole journey of density is impossible to avoid for us in our time and age and how the prize that we receive is so so sweet but first comes this willingness to go all in in totality with your total heart not leaving anything behind your full commitment that's so rare That's so rare. To fully commit, first of all, to yourself. That's what incarnation is about. 
Fully incarnate means to fully commit. And we will look at exactly how this is done. And then also I will have this time to be with you in a very intimate way where I will look together with you at the next level of the incarnation of your genius. What really is your unique medicine? What really is your unique frequency that you came here to serve with? So all of that is on the menu for Incarnation Masterclass. We're beginning on Monday. It's $777. Very potent four days. Also, this amount is something that you can then reuse and direct towards my other programs that cost that much or more. So let me know if you have any questions about that. You're also super welcome to DM me, send me a direct message here on Instagram, and then either myself or Maria will get back to you. If you are in doubt, if it's right for you, just DM. We can talk about that. And if you're ready to jump in, then the link is in my bio, very easy to find. And I would love to see you there. Okay, so thank you for being here today. I feel like it was a very mysterious, mystical flow, but I really loved it. I hope you did too. Thank you. And then I'll see you on the internet and I'll be sharing more in my stories. So have a look at that. I'll be sharing more and then I will also save it in the highlights, in my story highlights. I will save there. Uh, So depending on when you're watching this, you may see it there, the continuation of my story over the last 10 years. It's been so fun to celebrate with you. So thank you for today. Ciao, ciao.